Welcome to the Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Mara Rutger and Lisa Bowden. Inside this podcast, you can expect the ultimate girls' night in, where we'll help you align fitness and life so that you can finally be fucking happy. Now you get comfy and let's get real. Beliefs are, it's a belief or a thought that you have and you believe it to be true. It could be about yourself. It could be about the world. It could be about um, other people, interactions with people. Um, And essentially it is something that we've either been exposed to in our lives or it comes from an experience that we've had. And This then kind of sets the scene for the story, if you will. I like to think of limiting beliefs as stories because that's really what it is. Our beliefs are not like hard facts. A lot of our beliefs are stories. They're based on, you know, pulling pieces from different places in our lives to create the beliefs that we have, um, to create the reality that we're in. So when we think about, okay, I have a limiting, and I'm going to share some examples with you guys in a second, but I have this limiting belief that is holding me back. Like, why can't I just get over it? Why can't I just work through it? And unfortunately, it's not just like a super quick, easy fix. What we really have to do is we have to look at this chain of events. So our beliefs, what we believe to be true, influence our thoughts, which we're thinking constantly all around us and surrounding us all of the time. Those thoughts then create emotions or feelings that we experience. And then based on the feelings and emotions that we have, we act upon that consciously and subconsciously. And then that ultimately influences our reality. So if you have a limiting belief, and I'm going to use an example for like communication, because that's specifically what we're doing here. So let's say your limiting belief is that maybe you've never had a relationship longer than a couple of months. Maybe you, you know, are someone that dates somebody and maybe you date them for a month or two or three, and then it kind of fizzles out. You've never really had like a long-term relationship. So because of that, you believe that you're not good at relationships. Um, and that essentially is a limiting belief because you're using your past experience of that you've maybe just had a handful of, or a bunch of, you know, different short-term relationships. That doesn't mean that you're not good at relationships. It just means that, you know, well, you get to, you get to decide what that means. So it can mean that you're not good at relationships, but it also can mean something completely different. And so what we want to do then is we want to start working on rewriting the belief and reframing it. So how could you reframe that? to make it work for you, right? So instead of saying, I've never had a long-term relationship, so therefore I'm bad at relationships or I'm not good at relationships. Instead, it could be like, I've never had a long-term relationship, um, but that doesn't mean I'm bad at relationships. I just may not have met someone that I have a connection with, or, you know, we didn't have similar enough interests or, you know, It wasn't the right time. Like there's so many different reasons or scenarios as to why you haven't had a long-term relationship. We automatically go, our brain automatically goes to that place of, well, I'm not good at this or I'm not deserving of that. Um, And a couple other examples. Um, One that I used to believe about myself with communication was like every time Jesse and I would try to have a conversation, um, it would always result in an argument. Like anytime I wanted to bring up something that I was like wanting to talk about or wanting to work on or something that like we were struggling with in our relationship would always end up with an argument. So I always was like, God, I'm such a bad communicator. I just can't communicate. Like I'm never going to be good at it. So that was always like what was happening because every time I'd go into a conversation with him, 
that was in my mind. I'm a bad communicator. I'm not good at this. So that's what it would result as. And so once I was able to, we're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks of approaching, you know, conversations, but once I was able to like step back and really look at, um, okay, how do I want to show up in this conversation? How do I want this reality to be different? I want to be a good communicator. I want to be able to share what I want to say, um, and feel good about it and have it be a good result. Um, and so I worked on rewriting that belief that, I was not a bad communicator, that I was actually a good communicator and I could do it, but I just had to take that time to look at how do I want to reframe this and how do I want to look at this differently. And two really key factors that are helpful are looking at what serves you and what doesn't serve you in the scenario or in the situation. So that's kind of part of our we're our, our worksheet this week for week two is really looking at what are your limiting beliefs and what's the story behind it? Where did they come from? So taking some time to really dig deep and looking back in your past, if your parents didn't communicate well and they fought a lot and you saw that as a kid, like that imprints on your subconscious um, and can affect how you show up in conversation and communicate now. Um, then we look at how can we rewrite our limiting beliefs to better serve our highest self. So thinking about what serves us and what doesn't serve us and how we want to see those differently. And so we want you guys to look at a couple of different situations, a couple conversations you might want to have, um, surrounding the areas of focus that we talked about last week. And we have a series of just different questions that are going to help you navigate some of the things that come up when you think about having these, I would say more challenging or uncomfortable or difficult conversations. Um, so yeah, essentially that is what limiting beliefs are. That's how they play into everything that we're talking about now. And it's super common for fear to come up, for anxiety to come up when you are thinking about limiting beliefs and wanting to overcome them. Um, because we, it's unknown. Like there's fear of unknown because there's uncertainty and we fear change, we fear putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations because we don't know what the result is going to be. We're only thinking of that, oh, it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be difficult, it's going to be uncomfortable. So that's what it's gonna result in every single time. You're an energetic match for like what you put out there. So if I show up to the conversation and be like, oh, this is gonna be so bad, well, yeah, it's gonna be bad because that's like what I'm thinking about. So um, allow yourself to feel the discomfort or the fear or whatever it is that comes up when you are thinking about your limiting beliefs and you're working on rewriting them, um, but don't stay stuck there. Know that you have the power and you have the ability to envision, um, like our, we're talking about our communication vision from last week, how you want that conversation to go, how you want that experience to turn out, um, and think about the emotions you want to feel instead of like worrying about like being afraid or having that anxiety come up, like you take control and you decide how you want to feel instead. So really just looking at how you want it to be different. And I know that sounds really easy. Um, but, or I know that I make it sound easy, um, but the worksheet is really going to help you guys walk through that. So yeah, Lisa, do you have anything to say about any of that? Or do you want to share what you have today? That was all a great summary. Um, everything that we're talking about today is, is linked with each other. So it's not like all these things are different because I'm going to talk a lot about self-sabotaging um, because that is a key component of those limiting beliefs. Um, like Mara said, if you have a limiting belief like 
I'm not meant to, or I can't have a long term, I was going to say long distance, but I can't have a long term relationship, then there's a good chance you're going to start doing self sabotaging behaviors that are going to, you know, make that relationship end because you don't believe it could be long term. So it could be that whole thought process of this is too good to be true, or I can't do this. Um, And you're going to start to look for the bad. You're going to start looking for reasons for this relationship to end because it's already in your head that I can't have a long-term relationship. So this is going a bit longer than normal. Something has to be wrong. Something's got to give. This isn't right. Um, So we start to look for patterns or start to look for reasons of why we cannot accomplish something. So maybe we have a limiting belief of every time I say no, because I know setting boundaries is something that you and Chelsea are working on. So if you have a limiting belief of, I can't say no because people, that makes me a bad person. Because every time you say no, your friends, you know, are upset with you, they're mad at you. Um, Maybe they kind of push away from you a little bit. And that's a limiting belief of like, I cannot set my boundaries because that means I'm a bad person. So you will avoid that at any cost because you don't want those negative feelings. You don't want to, I mean, who wants to be a bad person? No one does. So you know you should be setting boundaries, but then in the back of your head, you're like, I don't want to be a bad person. So I'm going to kind of self-sabotage and just say yes to whatever or not stick to my boundaries because I'm scared of, or I'm convinced that the outcome is going to be bad or that it means I'm a bad person when in actuality, that is not the truth. So all these things are linked. That's why when Mara was saying like, we need to look at the limiting belief and then kind of flip it around. That's because the more we, as cheesy as it sounds, the more we say positive things about ourselves, the more we start to believe it. Same with limiting beliefs. The more we stop saying, I can't do this and start saying, I can do this, the more confidence you're going to have to be able to do that. And the less, less self-sabotaging behavior is going to follow through with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The other part that comes with self-sabotaging is wondering there's a lot of feeling of unworthiness when self-sabotaging is involved. Um, I'm not good enough for this, or I don't think I can accomplish this, or I'm not worthy of this happening to me. So most of the time, self-sabotaging is like subconscious. We are not consciously saying, Lisa, this is your goal. We're going to mess it up the best way we can. Where Our brain isn't thinking that. But our subconscious, there's that fear of failure and there's that doubt that we can actually actually accomplish something. So then our mind's already like, you know what, this isn't going to happen. So we're going to start to do these little things to kind of get off track. Um, That also comes with a fear of success. What if you end up having that year-long relationship and and it's longer than you expected and it's better than you expected? There's always, I think, that doubt from previous experiences telling us this is too good to be true. At what point is this going to fail? So that that's where that, am I worthy of having this long-term relationship? Do I feel worthy of this? If we don't, 
that's really easy for that self-sabotage again to jump in and mess things up as best it can because we're scared of maybe getting in too deep and then something happens. So self-sabotaging is a huge part of everything. And I like that we're talking about all of this at once because I know you, you're working with Mara and the Wholeheartedly You and there's clients that I work with um, like weight loss and stuff for um, limiting beliefs and self-sabotage, but there's limiting beliefs in like every aspect of our life. It's not just one specific area. So that's why it's really cool. We get to bring this up in communication because I don't think really I've thought that much about what limiting beliefs do I have when it comes to communication, right? Like it seems like a weird topic to be like, I have limiting beliefs, but I know some of mine personally are, um, I hate making phone calls. That's part of my job is to reach out to people and try to schedule fitness consultations. I hate being on the phone. Like, I don't know why, like this, I like being on the phone and cold calling people, not so much fun. Why? Because I'm scared people are going to be mean to me. And I'm very, um, my feelings get hurt very easily. So if someone's mean to me, I'm probably going to cry. And so I go into, I used to go into phone calls being like, this is going to end in me crying. My feelings are going to be hurt. I'm going to cry no matter what. So I would have a lot of anxiety and fear going into phone calls when most of the time the phone calls were just fine. But I had this limiting belief in my head that people are just mean and they're going to be mean to me and I'm going to cry. And the phone call was so, there's so much tension before I'd make a phone call because I was already thinking this was going to be the outcome. And that's how it can be with any aspect of communication. Saying no is hard, I think, because we think of what are they going to think of me? What are they going to do? Are they not going to be my friend anymore? Are they going to think I'm a bad person? There's all this fear involved, which makes us scared to actually like set boundaries and stick with our boundaries and not, you know, fall to that limiting belief of I can't. I can't say no without them being angry. When in actuality, there are a lot of instances when you can say no to someone and they will respect that and understand that. But there's this limiting belief that we've created from some aspect of our experiences that we make it seem like every instance is going to be like that. And then what happened, Paulus? We're all, the three of us are very similar and Chelsea too. We're people pleasers. So then we get walked on, right? And people take advantage of us. And people use us for things because they know we have a hard time saying no. So that's where we have to change, just like Mara said, those limiting beliefs and not go into a situation thinking it's already going to be bad. And just going in there like, I'm going to communicate as confidently and as effectively as I can. And it's on them, them how they're going to take it. Their reaction is not a reflection of me. Their reaction is their own reaction. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We're so grateful you're here. If you're picking up what we're putting down, please share this episode with a friend or five. (laughs) The best way to show your support is to subscribe. This way you won't miss a single new episode. It would also mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star review on iTunes and followed our Instagram page at The Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. 
We also love to hear from you, so feel free to slide into our DMs and leave us comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. And thanks for listening once again, and keep it real. (laughs) Bye, guys.